0: Today, we travel down to South America for our series on Luis Garavito. We'll open by discussing his rough upbringing, not one, but two abusive parents. Eventually kicked out of his home for raping the wrong person, Garavito sets out into the world as a factotum, traveling the country and escalating his sexual assaults and rapes. We'll cover the hospitals he was in and out of, his quest to find out why he was the way he was, and how a Ouija board really ramp
1: things up. I'm Mike. I'm Ian. And I'm Dave. If you thought the U.S. was soft on some criminals, stick around because tonight's subject just might be getting released from prison this year. This is Necronomapod.
2: saying in Tennessee I know it's in Texas probably in Tennessee that says fool me once shame on
1: shame on you fool me we can't get fooled again
2: yeah! <laughs> words of wisdom oh.
0: <laughs> bless his heart he tried so hard
2: if you get fooled you can't get fooled again you just see his brain fucking
1: <laughs> doing hamster wheels in there. He's like, come on, I fucking know this. I know it.
2: Yeah, there's some long pauses in between yeah. there. Worked himself into a shoot. <laughs> on that
0: one. Oh, the most inspiring presidential speech ever given? Top five, at that, least. That one? Yeah, I think so. What? Oh. Between that and let's roll, come on. This guy's knocking out bangers. <laughs>
1: He was a cunning linguist, that one. (laughs) Cunning linguist.
0: I don't know why, but I had been thinking about that speech all day today. It just got stuck in my head, and I was cracking up. It was just (laughs) as funny today as it was, what, 20
1: years ago or whenever it was first... Sad. Nice picture you at home sitting there staring at the wall. Just laughing. You're just thinking about that in your head. <laughs> he's just laughing at himself.
0: I got this big pre- well, we have one in our office, a little presidential all the portraits mm-hmm. of all the presidents on a poster. And I have one in my office and I happen to just turn and catch him and just like his little smirk. And I'm just like Oh, <laughs> well, that son of a bitch. <laughs> fool me once. Shame on shame on you. <laughs> fool me. You're not gonna fool me again. <laughs>
2: <laughs> He's always so confident in what he said. Like, he had the You a have to be, smirk. though, right?
0: It's better off than being like just accepting defeat, right? Like, he tried to play it off. Like, I know what I'm
1: doing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's
0: like us on the show when we can't say a name. What do we always say? Just say it with confidence.
1: That's right. People just think you're saying it correctly. A couple people will know you're full of shit, but the rest of them won't. <laughs> right. And
0: then you get reelected. <laughs>
2: I like him pulling on that door handle, too, when the door doesn't open. That is one of my favorites.
0: <laughs> That's me every time I enter, like, Target or Kohl's or Walmart or something. I don't know what fucking way I'm going.
2: <laughs> he looks so shocked when it doesn't open.
1: <laughs> oh, boy. So what have you guys been up to?
0: Yeah, I'm just hanging out.
2: Cool. Had two weeks off.
0: <laughs> and it's been uh, Has it been two weeks?
2: Just Dang. about.
0: Just about. Forgot how to do this.
2: I got a bunch more tattoos. Yeah, I totally. By forgot. tattoos,
0: you I... mean more ink? Yeah. I wasn't even more. paying attention. Yeah, Ian is good. officially
1: Samoan now. <laughs> My whole arm's black.
2: <laughs> yeah,
0: it's gonna look good. Are you gonna get all like those little? Like is that all? Is no, it'll, it'll just stay maybe? the way it is. And then the, just up there will be black, like the the flowers. The fl-
2: yeah, the flowers will be red.
0: Okay, that'll be sweet. Yeah. I know you've been it's posting good. it. People can check it out on your Instagram. Just got your hand to do, right? And then fill in the red. Yeah.
2: One more session. One more. I've been doing like seven-hour sessions every oh, time.
0: Oh, oh. That's a full workday, pal. I don't know about all that. And Dave, what? You going to get your whole thigh tattooed or something?
1: My thigh? I don't know.
0: Just, he's doing his whole arm. Do something <laughs> else. One-up him. Do a whole thigh.
2: Do <laughs> my face. The whole thing. That would be wild. That would be insane. If we came in one day and he had a face tattoo. (laughs) Told you, bitches. (laughs) you're shaved. It's just all tattoo
0: now.
1: (laughs) Skulls implanted into my head. Teeth filed down. (laughs) Big fucking gauges. We just do a whole (laughs) new story show on how Dave's becoming like one of those
0: reptile people. Tongue split.
2: That tongue split thing is super
1: gross. I I can't can't. imagine. Just biting my tongue lightly by accident. Hurts so bad. Can you imagine getting it split? There's a an Instagram page. I think it's called
0: Cringe or Cringy or something like that. And there's this girl, and like she looks like a normal girl, and she's like eating ramen, and she has the chopsticks, and she pulls the ramen up, and then her tongue, she opens her mouth, and it's split, and she just wraps her tongue around the noodles and brings them in. And I'm like, what the fuck? (laughs) Also, how much for a blowjob? She could probably do some work. (laughs) Be an adventure, pal. It'd be like when roller coasters invented like a loop-de-loop,
1: like what is this? Mm-hmm.
0: You to strap in.
1: Half's on the taint and half ain't.
0: <laughs> exactly. Ugh.
1: We Speaking
0: still have what, it. What's the difference between <laughs> what's the difference between three cocks and a joke? What's that? Girls from Nebraska can't take a joke. <laughs> oh my. Saucy. So I've been told. I don't know. I've never been to Nebraska because I have, you know, self-respect. Going hard on Nebraska tonight? Yeah. Fuck that state. (laughs) Iowa, too. The Dakotas. Fuck them all. All of them? Well, we always shit on the south. I'm changing. I'm going a little bit more out west. Okay. Fuck them all. All Not Minnesota. I like Minnesota. I've been to Nebraska. I thought it was lovely. I've been there a few times, actually. I've been through Iowa, and I've been through the Dakotas, and fantastic, lovely states, but... (laughs) For tonight, fuck (laughs) them.
1: Mike has spoken.
0: Also, fuck you, Dave, for this story. You picked this topic. I did. There (laughs) is nothing pleasant about any of this.
2: There certainly isn't. Yeah, there's there's not a single good thing to talk about. Damn. In this story. It's kind of current event because this guy is
1: potentially going to get released this year, which is just unimaginable. Right?
2: Yeah, you don't picture Colombia yeah. as being a very uh forgiving place. Lenient
1: yeah. on crime. Yeah. Yeah, you hear about some of those stories from some of those South American prisons that have ten times the people that are supposed to be there and just the ultra violence. It's
2: yeah, it's amazing. This guy's still walking around. Well, let's get into this happy story. Luis Garavito was born on January twenty fifth, nineteen fifty seven to Manuel and Rosa Garavito in Genova Quindio Colombia he was their second child out of the 7 that they had luis had an older sister uh, one younger sister and three younger brothers manuel garavito was an extremely abusive alcoholic who had multiple affairs luis said that his mother rosa was also very abusive which it kind of sounded like a trickle down effect like Rosa would find out about one of the affairs. There would be violent arguments where Manuel would beat her in front of the kids and then Rosa would end up taking it out on the kids later on at six or seven years old. Luis said that he tried to defend his mother during one of these incidents, which was a first and last time. He said this was corroborated by his older sister. Um, So for trying to defend his mother, Luis was strapped to a tree and brutally beaten with the holster or case, whatever you call it, for a machete. Ouch. So it just like kind of kicks off in this story.
0: Yeah. Not even like a little fairy tale start to it. Like he was born, and for two years it was a good life. Right,
2: right. He had two nicknames growing up. The first one was Imbecile, given to him by his father, uh, who Luis Said so that he was called imbecile more than he was his real name. Cautionary tale there with Declan, Mike. Better watch it.
1: Mm, okay, we You're going to create a monster. <laughs> and, and, uh,
0: I've never called him an imbecile. I don't think fucking true. More, fucking moron. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know. And you throw full beer cans at him one before you open them. That's fun. <laughs> see how far you can bounce one off his head. before it
1: splits it open. <laughs> Have you ever strapped him to a tree and beat him with a machete case? I
0: haven't done that, but All right. if I did, it would probably be well-deserved. I mean, that dude sucks. He sucks. <laughs> Talk about leaning on crime. We need to do something about him. <laughs> He's a crime against humanity just existing. He really is. Like, We should put him out of his misery. <laughs> you guys always say this world just better off without some people in it. Like, We work with one. <laughs>
1: We're not talking about Decky. Oh, I am. Lump him in with
0: Leonard Lake and Charles Ann.
1: (laughs) He's anti-death penalty for everyone in the world (laughs) except Declan.
2: (laughs) The second nickname he had was Squiggle, which was given to him by kids at school, who bullied Luis for his glasses and because he was a really timid shy kid. The bullying for glasses is always so stupid for kids. Is that weird? four
1: yeah. eyes. Blue, 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 How
2: dare you see?
1: Yeah. Maybe you just prefer I walk <laughs> into a wall every day. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean, that probably would have got you more picked on if you would have said that. Oh, <laughs> you go into the wall. They would have thrown, thrown you into one. But yeah, that's a weird thing to make fun of. It's dumb. Like when I got older, I got... Low-key excited when they told me I needed glasses. So I was like, I'm going to look fucking cool now. I <laughs>
1: pussy. To, I get to wear glasses.
0: <laughs> Dave says that as he took off his readers. <laughs> yeah, what a weird thing to make fun of.
1: Kids are awful. Mm.
2: Later on, teachers who had Luis in class said that he had the will to learn, but lacked the ability to understand the subjects. Luis never got a chance to really try and figure out school or how to be... You know, how to interact socially with his peers because in 1968, so it would have been in fifth grade, Manuel forced Luis to drop out of school and start earning an income for the family. Yeah, fifth grade, that's enough.
1: You're 11 years old. <laughs> Fuck it. Get a job, you bum. <laughs> Did you ever see the poster? Everything I ever need to learn, I learned in kindergarten. You're good. You're done. You see?
2: Go work in the fields. This also wasn't a, a really, it was a pretty turbulent time in Colombia, at least the areas that. They lived in because they were very uh impoverished family. Yeah. Um, so they bounced around a lot and a lot of the places they left it was due to fighting with the Colombian Civil War. Mm. That from what I saw, they didn't have a ceasefire until two thousand sixteen between some of those groups. They've been Which... going at it from since the sixties. Isn't that wild? So they, they there were multiple towns they lived in mm. bouncing around. I mean, you frame the, you know, make him drop out of
1: school in fifth grade, but that's probably a necessity for a lot of, to survive, they have yeah. to go out and make that come. It's
2: not necessarily.
1: Well, especially if you're parents
2: an abusive alcoholic and spending yeah. all the money. Yeah. He wasn't nice about it. He just called him an imbecile the whole time and forced him to work alongside him. Yeah. yeah.
0: If I got to go work all day, you got to go work all day. Don't be coddled in a classroom. That was live audio. I <laughs> stole that. Not
1: bad. I did an investigatory. Okay, four eyes.
0: <laughs> I don't even have glasses on.
1: <laughs> That's the ultimate bullying. I bully you with my glasses on for not wearing glasses.
0: <laughs> oh, you don't wear glasses? Oh, you can't even really see properly. Oh, stupid two eyes over there. You fucking two eyes. Can't afford four of them. <laughs> You're poor.
1: I'm a loser. 2020. <laughs> stupid. <laughs>
2: The following year, according to Luis, he started to be sexually abused by a man who was a close friend of his father's. Luis said that he would be bound to a bed before raping him, and this guy would burn Luis with a candle, cut him with a razor blade, and bite his genitals and buttocks. After the first time one of these rapes occurred, Luis said that he killed two birds, and it was like a symbolic thing for him. He said, quote, the only thing I wanted at that moment was to have killed myself. Then I see two little birds and I stoned them. I took the little birds, opened them, and tore them to pieces. Luis being sexually abused by his father, uh, by a friend of his father's, and the killing of these two birds is called into question by pretty much every professional, like people from the FBI's behavioral science unit and stuff like that. Among these people, it's accepted that this is a fantasy or like an origin story story for why Luis would end up doing the things he did later on in life. Killing the two birds being the start of Luis's path to being a serial killer reminded me of Pee Wee Gaskin saying that he looked in the eyes of that cobra and at a state fair, and that's when he knew that he was going to oh, be like a God, killer. Man. I'm a snake. <laughs> you can't just
0: make up lies about people. All the Wees are here. <laughs> Did he, <laughs> didn't he come in his pants with the snake or he got turned on or no? He got hard. He got hard. It was the best and most poweringest cum I ever felt. <laughs>
2: he was also five years old too when this all happened. Oh. Yeah, Pee-Wee I was little. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. Super weird. A snake. But nobody buys this uh, bird story. Just like self-justification later. Yeah, because we're going to see... What he claims happened to him is exactly what he's going to end up doing.
0: why don't people believe it though if if all the other abuse they do believe, like with his family, is there any particular reason why they don't believe it? like no evidence, just no proof of it, just something he said way after the fact
2: way after the fact and it's very specific yeah. to what he was kind do, of what he was doing to to just come up with a reason for
0: and have not saying he hadn't said any of this prior to
2: right. Like you said in the intro, he kind of does try to figure this out. Yeah. It's like a lifelong thing, trying to figure out why he is the way he is. You should try that, Mike. No, I've given
0: up. (laughs) I was watching grown men in their
2: underwear oiled up, rolling around on a mat since the age of two.
0: I pretty much well know why I am the way I am.
2: After Luis allegedly killed these birds, he began manipulating his younger brothers and sisters to sleep in the same bed as him. Then when they were sleeping, Luis would molest them without their knowledge. As 1969 went on, Luis kept doing this to his siblings and then eventually graduated to molesting a six-year-old boy who lived in their neighborhood. We don't know the details on that or if it really happened, but when the Garavito family moved to Trujillo in 1971, things continued to get worse for Luis sexually. Not long after moving to Trujillo Luis was shown heterosexual pornography by a neighborhood friend. And when Luis said it was gross, this friend allegedly beat him up and raped him. He's not having a fun time. There was nothing fun.
0: No. It was not from the first paragraph of this outline, probably to last. Not a good time to be had. I want to come up with some Taco
1: Bell stories or something uh, next week to, for us to
0: interlude <laughs> with. <laughs>
1: I showed Mike some bestiality porn one time. He said it was gross, so I raped him with a baseball bat. You
2: it's it's think a,
0: that's
1: gross, pal? Keep that audio for when
0: I eventually get arrested for all the crimes I've committed. You won't say I'm making it up.
2: Yeah, that's a pretty wild response.
1: Yeah, take this big end of the wiffle ball bat then, pal. Those are big ends. God damn. Remember when you were a kid, though,
0: like playing wiffle ball when you would hit that ball right in the sweet spot? Oh, yeah. That ball that went forever. would never land. It was such a good fe- You used to do the little bat flip, go <laughs> ahead and run the bases. That ball was gone. Missed those days. Trying to bring something wholesome back to wiffle ball bats.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Staying out till the street lights came on, drinking from the hose. Those were the days. You just can't be a kid anymore.
0: (laughs) I mean, to this day, nothing tastes better than hose, right? That's That's, the best. That's what they say. That's the best moisture to get in your mouth.
2: (laughs) (laughs) So it seems like Luis has had a problem with pedophilia almost right away in life. Like he never had a normal sexual experience. Mm -mm. But as he's getting into being an adult, Luis wasn't sexually attracted to women. We're, we're going to see that he was sexually impotent with women. But Luis was not a gay man. He was a pedophile who preyed on young boys. There's no correlation between the two. I think that's what kind of needs to be pointed out well, nowadays. That makes sense, sure. A little bit.
1: That's a relevant fact to point out. A lot of people are impotent with women. Not Mike, but... Nope. Declan. Never. Declan's probably impotent with women.
0: Probably I've had his fucking cock tied up with a heavy rope with his ball. Like, it's probably dead skin at this point, but he don't need
1: it. It
0: was was He knew if he didn't send out those emails on time, that was what's going to happen. So enjoy, pal. Got your fucking cock and balls tied up through your taint. Cock and balls. He sits to pee. No big deal.
1: Sometimes you're tired and you don't want to stand. <laughs> Is there anything wrong with that? <laughs> In
2: 1972, Luis attempted to have multiple sexual relationships with women, a lot of times forcibly, which never worked, and he was never able to ejaculate properly. Even when insulting young boys who he was attracted to, he had this kind of Andre Chicatello thing going on where it would almost just, like, drip out.
1: <laughs> like that, okay. Something like yeah. that. Chikatilo had to use the uh,
2: turkey baster to impregnate the wife, right? Yep, that's the Ow! issue. He also just used his hand the one time, and it it worked out that's for right.
0: him. <laughs> oh God, I forgot all about that.
2: tell us money people are paying
1: towards clinics, you just put your hand in there, <laughs> take a handful. Hey, We're fine.
0: <laughs> put it on in. You keep playing that, I'm not to go piss.
2: So <laughs> you might as well not do that. You might as well not do that. According to people who knew him, Luis became very withdrawn at this time, extremely aggressive, and, quote, ready to take revenge on the world. Later in 1972, Luis was caught by his mother attempting to rape a five-year-old boy from their neighborhood. For this, Luis was briefly kicked out of the house. Briefly. <laughs> you putting time out. <laughs> The following year, in 1973, Luis attempted to rape another boy, this time a six-year-old at a train station. The boy screamed for help, and thankfully there were police nearby who heard him and arrested Luis. He didn't really get in trouble for this with authorities for, you know, attempted rape. It was more so from his father. Manuel was mad at Luis for attempting to rape a boy. In Manuel's opinion, Luis should have sexually assaulted a woman instead, then it would have been fine. This goes back to the to a gay thing. Mm. So for that reason, Luis was kicked out of the Garavito home for good.
0: That's what did it. He assaulted a boy, not a girl. Isn't that bizarre?
2: You picked the story, pal.
0: You picked this one. <laughs>
1: Just keep reminding Jeez, him after every paragraph. <laughs> I mean, it's a heavily, heavy Catholic, conservative, skewing country,
2: right? It's not, not really unusual. No, I'm sure that... It's not very feelings on. like that. Sure. Yeah. I'm sure that gay people aren't very welcomed.
1: Yeah. At least back then. I don't yeah. know. What things are these days. Yeah, so I don't I know what's me. going on in Colombia <laughs> nowadays.
0: <laughs> Let's go down there and find out. Let's have a rally.
1: I'm alright. <laughs> <laughs> supposed to be a beautiful country. I'd love to go to Colombia. Go dig up some of Pablo Escobar's fucking bundles of money there you that go. are that they hid all over the place. It's so much of just some of it rotted. They just had no where to put it. What a nice problem to have. Yeah.
2: Too much money. So now, out on his own, Luis had to find a job for money. He never really held a job for very long. He would always get into arguments with his coworkers, which a lot of times turned physical. He worked as a street vendor for a bit, selling religious items. Like you said, Dave, all like the Catholic stuff. Mm-hmm. He was selling all like the candles and things. Oh, like trinkets.
1: That. Yeah. Pictures of Virgin Mary on toast. Cool shit like that. Hell yeah. Or with a teardrop coming down her eye,
0: but yeah, it's really just yeah. Larry
1: David's piss. Because
0: <laughs> he had a powerful stream because of medicine. <laughs>
1: That's coming back soon. I can't wait. Final season. I'm
0: going to have to rewatch all the episodes
1: now.
2: So he worked all these kind of odd and end jobs until he ended up finding long-term work on a coffee plantation. As Luis was getting into adulthood, he would have a lot of just friends relationships with women, most of which were single mothers, you know, clearly preying on the kids. Mm. When these relationships attempted to go to the next step sexually, they never worked. And in frustration, Luis would rant about how his father was to blame for his erectile dysfunction. And you can't point out with this story, you can't stop and be like, okay, rape this kid. And then. Behind everything we're talking about, he's raping kids this whole time. And mm. by the time we get to the end of part one, he'll have been a hundred or more kids that he's mm. you know, sexually assaulted.
0: Thanks, Dave. <laughs>
1: <laughs> really is a big miss for Bluechu though. We could have did a host mm. red ad and put it in here right now. Like, you want to keep your impotent, imbecile child <laughs> turning into a child murderer? Bluechu. The last four and a half years have been a hit swing and a miss for Blue
0: Chew on this show. So many opportunities, but alas, we don't have the demographics per them. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a time of transition, a time of change. Summer is coming to an end and fall is here. With that comes new routines, changing weather, and yes, football season. Does the stress from any of this keep you up at night? Does your brain start talking the minute it touches your pillow? Do your thoughts start racing at inopportune times? Back-to-school routines can be difficult to manage. The cold weather can become a burden. Shorter, busier days can often cause us to question our choices and decision-making process. It turns out, one great way to make those racing thoughts go away is to talk through them. Therapy gives you a place to do that so you can get out of your negative cycle and find some mental and emotional peace. Therapy can be beneficial in helping us learn about ourselves, which in turn gives us the ability to calm our brain down and keep those racing thoughts in check. Therapy empowers you to be the best version of yourself, and with that extra confidence, nothing can hold you back. So, if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and you can switch therapists anytime at no additional charge. Get a break from your thoughts with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash today and get 10% off your first month. Again, that's betterhelp, h e l dot slash necro.
2: Luis ended up meeting his first girlfriend that you could consider a long-term relationship around 1976 or 1977. That was Luz Mary Ocampo Orozco. Mary was, of course, a single mother, and it almost sounded like an "I can fix him" type relationship. By this time, Louise was following in his father's footsteps. He was being a very abusive drunk. There were always rumors going around communities that Louise lived in about how big of a piece of shit he was to women when he was drunk. All this kind of stuff.
1: I'll shoot a big load in your pussy. You'll see. It's <laughs> not always a drip, drip. <laughs> I can shoot (laughs) big ones.
0: And and how's it go? The narration? It was always a drip drip. You know what that sounds like? That sounds like when I'm at like a sporting event or a concert and I'm not drunk enough and I have to pee at a a urinal when there's people next to me and I'm a nervous peer and it just comes out like that and I have to go so bad and I'm just like, I'm like, if I had one more beer in me, I'd be like, just letting it fly. Can't do it. That's why if you ever see me waiting for to go into a stall at like some kind of event, I promise I'm not pooping. It's I'm a nervous peer and I need those walls just to, to tinkle. Just need to get that piss out of me.
1: Leave my body, please. <laughs>
0: well, piss. it's embarrassing when you have such a huge dang dangle, <laughs> and people are looking at you like, "Oh my God, is that a donkey dick?" Like it's, <laughs> you know, it's intimidating to have all those eyes on you when you're just trying to urinate. That must be it. Yeah. Like I'm not on. I'm not cucking a guy. Like I, I'm not performing. Just let me piss. How many kiss songs can I miss standing in there, Dave?
1: <laughs> so let me get this straight. You have trouble peeing in public but mm-hmm. not banging out wives in front of their husbands. No, because you're on. You're you're performing. Okay. It's
0: it's a, it's you know, right. it's it's theater. It's the show. When I'm just trying to pee, I'm just trying to piss. You want me, we <laughs> we do this show, we're going to have what? 30 35,000 downloads. No problem sitting here fine. You ask me to go give a live speech, I'm trembling. Hmm. Same thing.
2: Yeah, I'm not talking in front of people. Yeah. I get you on that.
0: Yeah. I'm on now. I'm performing.
2: This is this is part
0: of the craft. Yeah, I understand. Can't, can't do these mm-hmm. extracurriculars. Just give me a fucking stall. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry if you have to poop. Wait in line. <laughs> Trying to piss. And also, there's more places to set your beer down if you need to. Like, you don't have to set it on top of a urinal, which is gross.
2: Yeah, like if you're going to a baseball game. Yeah. You got to sit it on a urinal mm-hmm. most of the time. Yeah. Or, yeah. Or yeah. just finish it yeah. before you even go in. Yeah. Or just drink it while you're pissing, whatever. It's probably
0: the safest thing to do. It's the mm-hmm. circle of
1: life. <laughs> well,
0: it backs up, though, if I'm at a urinal because then I'm, I'm taking it all in and only drip,
1: drip, dripping it out. You got to take like a six pack in there before you keep sucking them down <laughs> until you can go. What I need to start doing is just like going up to the bar and getting a shot before
0: I go, like, oh, Feeling good tonight? No, I just need to pee. (laughs) (laughs) Nerves are really going here. just need to go tinkle.
2: At this time in his life, Luis was close with his older sister, but she would completely avoid him when he was drunk. And regarding the younger siblings, Luis wanted nothing to do with them. He felt like they were coddled. He and his older sister got the worst of everything from their father. Um, He just didn't want anything to do with them. So even the ones that he had molested mm-hmm. just didn't want anything to do with them. Yeah. By 1978, Louise had shown some improvement, at least on the surface. Mary got him to join a Pentecostal church and Louise started going to Alcoholics Anonymous, which his older sister Esther was really happy for him together. Louise, Mary and her son relocated to Armenia where Louise found a job at a bakery the town, not the country. Right. Yeah, that's a little confusing. <laughs> he was still attending AA meetings, and everything appeared fine until he realized that there was child prostitution going on at night in Valencia Park. He's like, what, what, what? <laughs> <laughs> Again, very uh, impoverished area, so there was child prostitution going on mm-hmm. for kids you know how to make money. Then his old behavior started again. In the spring of 1980, Luis got into a fight at work, which resulted in him getting fired. After he got fired, he attempted suicide and was hospitalized at the San Juan de Dios Hospital. Luis never brought up pedophilia that he was doing um, or that he was into, his impotence with women, so there were no real warning signs for doctors to go off of regarding that this whole ordeal effectively ended the relationship between Luis and mary and now back out on his own Luis found a new job at a grocery store it sounds this is a weird setup it sounds like it was a seven day a week job where he had little to no free time besides two hour lunch breaks on thursdays and sunday afternoons is that when they eat lunch
1: in uh, columbia
2: yeah i'm like what is this like a like a sweat camp or a sweatshop grocery store. Like he can't only lunch two days a week. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. It's weird. Uh, But during these long lunch breaks, Luis would go travel to neighboring towns where he would kidnap and rape young boys. Luis would hide his face so he couldn't be identified. And he would take these kids out into a wooded area where he would tie them up and rape them. By the end of 1980, Luis started carrying razor blades, candles and lighters with him to work. So he could use them to torture these young kids while he was raping them,
0: which is just exactly what happened to him as a kid.
2: Almost (gasps) like it's an origin story for like a comic book hero, but Mm. like not real.
0: Nothing hero heroic about this. No,
2: it's like a a reverse on it. Mm -hmm. Like rape boy.
1: (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) probably wouldn't sell very well. Rape boy comics.
0: Just saw uh, Scorsese still been on his campaign to shut down comic book movies, thinks it's killing cinema.
1: I personally am not a big fan of comic book.
0: They're okay. I get I under a hundred percent understand what he's saying. Like there's no there's no cinema left. There's no directing. It's just all in a computer studio, yeah, right? Or, I don't find them very interesting. That's just I've mind. seen very few, so I can't speak to that. I there's like the Iron many. Man. I like the Iron Man movies. Yeah. And I liked the first few Captain Americas. And that was like all I saw. I think Civil War, Captain America was the last. I saw the three Iron Men and then like the first two Captain Americas and then what two Avengers. I never watched the rest of any of them. And I enjoyed those, but I felt like there was one every three months and I'm like, I'm not keeping Mm. up with this. I like them. Yeah, I know you do. What do you think about that thought though? Like Scorsese, it's the death of cinema because it's no longer creating a, a film, right? You're not directing anything. It's just... Yeah, fucking four-eyed dweeb sitting in a studio (laughs) using computer animation, CGI. There's no CGI in a Scorsese film. There probably is.
2: Luis was also a big fan of biting these kids. He purposely removed one of his teeth for the biting. I'm not entirely sure why. At first, I'm like, oh, maybe he was like ahead of the curb for forensics, but then it would stand out even more if a guy missing a tooth was biting all the same kids. I don't understand that. I guess I read this as him having a false
1: tooth and taking it in and out, but you're just saying he pulled the tooth out permanently. That's how I read it. Okay. Like he pulled out a tooth. I thought maybe he was trying to beat the dental impression
2: forensics, like you said, but. No, he just pulled out one of his, one of his teeth.
0: <laughs> okay. Oh, Was it like Castaway when he puts the rock in his oh. mouth and knocks it?
1: I almost made myself gag. <laughs> That'll give you kaleidoscope eyes
0: right there, but Oh, that scene is tough. He's crying in the movie.
1: I'm crying <laughs> watching it like,
0: don't do it. Don't do it.
1: Got to, though.
0: Well, I couldn't imagine that pain.
1: Mm. No pain pills? All on an island? Where's my pain pills? And his
0: dentist's name was Spalding. Meanwhile, he was hanging out with his best friend, Wilson. <laughs> he makes it back to land. Who did his fiance marry? Dr. Spalding. <laughs> Genius movie. So good. I'm with you on that one. That's good. I digress. It's like four lines in that whole movie. That's fantastic.
2: <laughs> During these attacks, Luis would get the name of the boy. After he got home from work, he would write the name down in a blue notebook that he had. And then Luis would pace all around his one bedroom apartment naked, beating his chest while praying for the boy that he raped. I can't even imagine being a fly on the wall for that scene.
0: That's like one of those weird, like, was it Ed Kemper who would shout at
2: his mom's head? Yeah. Yeah. That's like one of those type scenes. And I almost picture it not as like a King Kong pounding, but just like a solo just hitting his chest over and over again. Truman Show would have been a lot better if Luis Garavito (laughs) was the (laughs) star of it, right? It's the Luis (laughs) Garavito Show. Oh my gosh. (laughs) At the time, Luis was also compulsively reading the Bible, looking for reasons as to why he was a pedophile, why he did the things that he did. When he wasn't finding answers in the Bible, Louise shifted gears and started looking into the occult. He went to palm readers, mediums, stuff like that, but wasn't getting any answers there either. Louis then turned to Adolf Hitler's book, Mein Kampf, which didn't give him any answers as to why he was a pedophile, but he realized that he was a big fan of Nazi Germany and the idea <laughs> of concentration camps. You
0: have to be a real piece of shit to own
2: Mein Kampf. Like, that's disgusting,
0: despicable behavior. If only this was a video podcast, that would have yeah. made a lot more sense. As you just threw a copy of Mein Kampf on the table. Well, see, what had happened was that I had ordered some Jesus books on Amazon and they sent me the wrong thing. That'll, ha- so, that'll happen. Now I have Mein Kampf. <laughs> <laughs> so there it is. Anything good in there, fella? No comment. <laughs> I have not read it. But here it is in all its glory. How many pages is that? So, Ian, you had told me, when I told you guys I bought this initially, you said you had had to read it in high school a little bit, and you were like, it was the most boring thing I've ever read. Yeah. So, I was like, oh, I'm not going to read that then. Uh, 687 pages? Oh, 600, yeah, 688 pages. That's fucking long. The little bit that I
2: read was not very good. It's a big one. Just Fucking boring. Just Imagine how do, awful do, do. it is to
1: talk to a failed artist, let alone read his ramblings <laughs> in a 700-page <700 laughs> <Right>. book. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> wow. Well,
0: you can't really find it a lot of places, rightfully so. Like, you can't just walk into, like, a Barnes & Noble anymore and be like, yes, where's your uh, Hitler section? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. Does Amazon tell it? It wasn't Amazon. I was just um, kidding with kayfabe and with that. They're just like those used book sites. Okay. I had wanted, back in the day, they used to sell it in bookstores. And I remember like when I first got into history in high school, I picked it up, like had it in my hands at one of the bookstores, like, oh, you know, maybe I'll read this, it'll be interesting. And then they just started pulling them and, you know, rightfully. Someone yelled, hey,
1: four eyes, are you buying Nazi books?
0: (laughs) (laughs) And then I just dropped the book and scurried out of there because I was afraid I was gonna get beat up for having four eyes. actually told the guy, I was like, oh, you forgot about my fifth eye. My brown eye. Why don't you kiss it, dickweed?
2: (laughs) (laughs) You fucking. (laughs) On January 24th, 1984, Luis had a mental breakdown at work where he was violent and just completely out of control. For this, he was detained and admitted for psychiatric care.
0: Incidentally, though. The day before this, January 23rd, 1984, Mm. the birth of Hulkamania, the day he beat the Iron (laughs) Sheik for the WWF World Heavyweight Championship, and Hulkamania, as we know it today, was born.
1: All right. And then it ran wild, right? I'm trying to
0: balance out some of the awful with the positivity in the
1: world. Thanks, Mike.
0: Yeah. He defeated that evil Iraqi sympathizer, the Iron (laughs) Sheik.
1: Wasn't he Iranian? But he was an Iraqi sympathizer. He was? Yes. Got to get everybody whipped like up w- somehow. <laughs> <laughs> so that was during the Iran-Iraq war. He was an Iranian. This chief, was. He, but he, yeah, he
0: was Iranian. But then um, when the Gulf War happened and he was with Sergeant Slaughter, he was the Iraqi sympathizer. Well. Uh, ah, yeah. okay. In 84 Fucking was traitor. the Iran-Iraq war happening. Yeah, was that, Is that like when 80 to 88? I don't remember. I don't know. But then he... uh this is getting deep diving into all that shit now. When Sergeant Slaughter turned and became an Iraqi <laughs> sympathizer, he was teamed up with uh, the Iron Sheik and General Adnan. General Adnan was actually a childhood friend of Saddam
1: Hussein. They went to school together. Really? Yes. <laughs> That's
0: General quite unusual. General
1: Adnan just passed away a couple weeks ago. Hmm. But Sergeant Slaughter's a real American hero. How could he do such a thing? Because they needed a main event for WrestleMania.
2: <laughs> People were probably so fucking mad. Oh, yeah. Back in that day when that I happened.
0: was mad. I was watching then was In like 84? This, I was like, this mother. No, the Sergeant Slaughter thing. Oh, oh, yeah. I was like, this motherfucker. I was five. <laughs> Fuck you, Slaughter. You fucking prick. USA. USA.
1: Probably something what I said. Mike's mom's in the kitchen. Oh, that Michael. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's she, our, he's she, a rascal. <laughs> she didn't want one another one of those elbow drops. <laughs> I'll just let him be, though.
2: <laughs> so when he was detained this time, again, he gave no hints at the pedophilia stuff. So doctors were operating under the assumption that he was suffering from some type of a psychotic disorder, like schizophrenia and something like that. So he was prescribed an antipsychotic medication and started that type of therapy. Yeah. A little more than a month later, on February 28th, Luis was given a permit to leave. A little more than a month later, on February 28th, Luis was given a permit to briefly leave the hospital, and he immediately took off to the neighboring town of Pereira, where he molested, burned, and bit two young boys. Luis didn't hide his face. This was very much a frenzied attack, so these kids would have been able to identify him. So Luis immediately fled town. This attack kicked off Luis pretty much becoming a drifter. He would stay in an area until it became widely known that there was a serial child rapist among the community, and then he would move on. As we're getting into 1986 in this story, Luis had raped and tortured at minimum 100 boys at this point. But hadn't killed anyone yet. It's a very large number. Yeah. And just kind of doing it in these areas that are where it's very chaotic due to fighting or poverty, things like that.
0: Well, and there hasn't been a single consequence.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Like
0: in other stories, they, they get in and out of prison for whatever crimes or, you know, minor crimes, not a single thing yet. He's in hospitals, but they're not asking any questions. Yeah, and
1: probably a lot of poor street kids, the, the that, that victims police are going to investigate or, or spend yeah, the, time the
0: population that's just forgotten about and left. It, alone.
2: in child prostitution was really a big issue in these yeah. areas so it all fits together a couple things happened in 1986 first luis developed an obsession with colombian spree killer campo delgado who killed his mother and a bunch of other innocent people at a restaurant in december of 1986 luis noticed how much nationwide coverage delgado's crime got and he started fantasizing daily about buying a machine gun to kill his whole family, all his siblings, his mom, his dad, and then kill himself. Second, Luis met another girlfriend, this time, Gracilia Zabaleta, a single mother who lived near one of the psychiatric facilities Luis had been committed to. Because we also, like how we can't hit on every single child that he raped, we can't hit on every single hospital either. He was just in and out constantly. He attempted suicide multiple times throughout life. almost to the point where it gets to be like a, an excuse to get into one of these places or something like the holiday, ha- like a half hearted, mm. you know, like not really wanting to sure, go sure. through with it. So you're getting up into like 10, 20 times that he's in and out of these okay. places for attempted suicide. It's too bad. He didn't uh, kill himself. That's what I mean. That would have been the preferred method the preferred outcome. Their dynamic of, of their relationship was almost as he was never going to be in a sexual relationship with her or anything like that. But he would, but he would be like the, the father figure of the household and he would bring in the money and stuff. And they would just have this, this relationship where kind of best friends type deal.
0: That's exactly the kind of relationship as a bull that I expect when I go into a beta cuck household, they provide the money, they provide the support, They don't get to bang out their wife. That's my role. You just go to work every day, pal. You stop at the grocery store on the way home. Make sure we're all fed. (laughs) And, you know, then go sit in your room and, I don't know, read books like a nerd with four
1: eyes (laughs) while I bang out your wife. Did this woman have a bull, as Mike is speaking of? Male friends Uh, that would come over and bang her out, as Mike would
2: say? Dick her down. Dick her down. (laughs) There's no way to prove one way or another, so... (laughs)
1: Ma'am, do you need to be <laughs> dicked down today? We don't
0: know for sure. Some people are like to be quiet, but they can't sure. that a little bit.
1: Ma'am, could I interest you in a gas servicing this evening? <laughs> <laughs> uh, we don't use that term in my profession. <laughs> that is a foul, offensive term.
2: He had male friends that had caught him with little boys, like in the park with like the child prostitutes. Oh. But nobody said anything to him. Mm-hmm. I don't, it's, it's odd. People that he was friends with kind of turned a blind eye to. Interesting. He had been caught a couple times with these child prostitutes. No consequences. And then in 88, he, he kind of kicked it up a bit. And he started keeping trophies from these kids. Just various things like a shoelace, whatever he could mm-hmm. get. And he had like this little black briefcase that he kept all that stuff in. So weird. Well, writing the names down was bad enough. Now you're keeping
1: direct links to the victims. In
2: 1992, Luis was still trying to figure out why he was the way that he was. Um, And he ended up getting a hold of a Ouija board. Luis allegedly entered a state of psychosis in which the devil asked whether or not he would like to serve him. Luis said, yes, he would. And the devil responded by saying, quote, kill. That with killing, many things may come. And that's where we'll pick back up on part two.
1: Damn. Kicking it up a notch with the Ouija board.
2: In part two, we'll talk about how Luis went on to torture and kill at minimum 142 boys. Got to be the highest. Jesus. Unbelievable. Killed? Killed 142 kids. Jesus. Eligible for parole this year. Yeah, we'll be talking about that next <laughs> <insane>. week, too. <laughs> that is insane. I haven't gotten to that part yet reading about like in depth on that stuff, but with his teeth and things, there's forensic evidence to link him to they were able to close out 142 murders, which means there's a lot more. And and like we've said a billion times, these were impoverished areas. So some of these kids were just completely forgotten about. Sure. Staggering number.
0: Yeah. Terrible story, Dave. Thanks
2: so much. Well, you know,
0: what a fun two weeks to kick off October.
2: You can't even wrap your mind around that number, yeah, really. Yeah, yeah. You, yeah, like that's a lot of fucking people. Like even if it was people of age, it's insane. It is.
0: Hey, and this guy will be free by 2024.
1: <clears throat> we'll do a story next year on the people he hasn't killed yet. That when that happens, because a guy like that doesn't stop. I think I read something right. that said he wants to get into politics and help abuse children. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I swear, I read that. That. <laughs> really, yeah, I, I'm pretty sure I oh, did. God, that sounds like an <laughs> onion headline. <laughs> 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 All right, more on that next time.
0: Yeah, I guess we'll say final thoughts for the end of next week's show. Is this gonna be a two-parter, pal? Yeah, yeah, we'll wrap it up. All right. What do we have from the old Patreon, Dave?
1: Got a pretty long list here after being gone for a couple weeks. All right, here we go. I got a bit of a cold, so I apologize. Thank you to new patrons, Emma Jacques, Ali Sandy. Rory Powers, right? Areola. Jackson Watkins. Sydney Walsh. Colton Nidever. Brian Hadley Jr. Swiggity Swooty. I'm coming for that booty. <laughs> Stephen Drabinsky. Oscar A. Kat Pratt. Jennifer Teresa Kim. Max Artbauer. Ian's voice makes me wet. Mine too. Mine too. <laughs> What was that? What was that lady <laughs> that, that smoked the, the cigarettes at the at the at the bar when we talked about that? Oh, and your voice makes my pussy oh. so wet. Yeah, I Forget, I forget her name. Sounds <laughs> familiar. <laughs> Tiffany Peralt, Anita B. J. Now, <laughs> Cindy S. Kathleen Schlieve, Buster Hyman. <laughs> Liz Murphy, <laughs> Miranda Thompson, Regaya, Wavy Jackson, Sarah Vaughn, Jessica Siney, Kit CPFC, was that Corporal First Class? Maybe? I don't know. Let's go with that. Scared in Long Island, Melissa Catarat, Orca Online, Lumi, Tom Stevens, Cam, Keisha Calazzo, Brian Faulkner, Travis Classman, Maddox Koivu, Gab, Shannon Love, Levi F, Terry McConaughey, Maria Jane Leahy, Brandon Shimmer, Michael Molinar, Abby Bacchino, Emily D, Reese Silky, Jenny Strung, Daniel Groth, Groth, Groth Daniel Groth, Nicole Wells, Jarrett, Kelly Perky, Unleash the Archers Rocks, Julia Fleming, Kelly Cohn, Olga Dabrowska, Tony Tiger 224, I Am Hard in the Slightest, (laughs) Ryder Williams, Tiffany, Lauren Alberts, Aaron Dyson, Kimmy, and Serena Friedman. Thank you so much, new patrons.
2: Ian, what do you got? I don't remember where I left off last time, so I might have read a couple of these before, but... For iTunes, I have one for Blair Allison, Kitty B, 2792, Batch Nasty, Adam Jailhog, BJ 1205, Queefor Sutherland. <laughs> <laughs> that will never not be funny. <laughs> Kybin 2004, Teresa Jones, and somebody just hit their keyboard, a whole bunch of letters. Thank you guys for the awesome reviews.
0: An international?
2: None. Not a single one. What
0: the fuck? That's really slowed down. As well as the military shout outs. None? Come on, people.
2: (laughs) It's been two weeks. What's going on with that? Yeah. I don't
0: think the military loves us anymore. Nobody in Kazakhstan could leave a... a, (laughs) uh, Kazakhstan (laughs) is the greatest (laughs) country in the world. All right. Anything else to talk about tonight? We good? What else is going on? Anything else? I don't think so. No? Okay. That's all I got. We are on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, at Necronomapod, Patreon.com, search Necronomapod, Amazon.com, search Necronomapod for all of the latest merch, Uh, Necronomapod.com for stickers. Thank you.
2: All right, you guys ready for a cool-down beer? Cheers.